The following program is produced by the Tech Talk Radio Network. Hey guys, this is Al Petrelli from the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Normally, I'm not a nerd, but I am with my brother Andy on Tech Talk Radio. God bless, stay safe. Welcome to another episode of Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Broadway. And I'm Justin. Welcome. We we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. We wanted to do a show focused on not only, you know, we talk a lot about computers. We talk a lot about smartphones. We talk a lot about, you know, uh, t- TVs and, and Video entertainment. Games. But we wanted to talk about the stuff uh, when it comes to technology that is around some of the hobbies, some of our passions, some of the things we do. And Justin said, I've got the guest for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so with COVID, you know, this whole last year, people are obviously staying indoors and they're not really going out and doing things. And what is one of the best hobbies you can get into and then I myself got into was aquariums. And I've I've always really wanted a aquarium. I I mean, I've had aquariums in the past as a kid, you know, but like a little, you know, a little 5 gallon or something. And I never had a filtration system. I mean, I just threw a goldfish in there and said, "Oh, that's a cool." You know, like I've never really got into it, but I started kind of following the hobby and learning about it. And I, so I got a, a five gallon uh, a while back. It was about, about May. Uh, I bought a few fish. And then it just got to the point where it felt like every single week I was doing 50% water changes on it because it was just, it was always getting dirty. And I only yeah. had, you know, four fish in it and they weren't even big fish. And so it just got annoying. So I thought, you know what? I, I've heard that it's actually easier to manage a larger aquarium than it is a smaller aquarium because you've got a, a, a better, uh, uh, I don't even know what the word I'm looking for, but anyway, it's, it's, it's easier to manage a large aquarium. So I started looking into it more and more and more, and I came across a, a Facebook uh, page mm-hmm. uh, called the Denver Aquarist. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. So I kind of follow, I followed his page. I started looking at some stuff and I sent him a message saying, hey, you know what? I'm gonna follow your stuff here because I'm just getting into the hobby and uh, I really, you know, like what you're doing. And uh, he messaged me back and said, hey, you know, that's awesome. If you got any questions, you know, let me know. I'm here to help. And so I took him up on that offer. And his name, <laughs> his name is Joshua Sanchez. And uh, he actually helped me get my aquarium going. And we've actually got him on the show right now. Hey, Josh, how you going? Good, guys. How you doing? Man, it's good, good. To, good for you to come on. And it's really cool for anybody that wants to see some of the video of this, uh, you're it's sitting in front of, uh, is that an aquarium? Because I know there's different names for them, correct? Right, yeah. So, you know, everyone thinks of their typical fish tank as just a fish tank. But in this hobby here, it's considered aquascaping. So just can look at it as like landscaping underwater. So it's literally nice. setting up in a really good design with rocks. And then you have to really plan out where you put your plants and let it you have to, you know, think about how these plants are going to grow in the long term. So behind me here is a small tank, and it's actually a 10-gallon tank, um, and it has all real plants in it. I don't know how good you can see it through there, but oh, yeah, underneath is it. all – it's considered a carpet plant. So it's all green under there, and then there's only two types of plants in there, which is the green carpet down below, and then right behind the rocks are is this red, vivid plant that just stands out in the back. And this thing just, you know, it's like a self-acting ecosystem, and they're called nature aquariums. You said this is an award-winning aquarium, correct? Yeah, so right here, I this isn't the actual setup that I had originally, but I had another design that was in this tank previously that I got featured in Aquarium Hobby Magazine. Oh, cool. Wow. I love this stuff. This is geeky stuff. Aquariums are beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Joshua, how did you get into this? I mean, you didn't watch Deuce Bigelow. All right, uh, so, <laughs> if you remember, he was like right. the king of aquariums. Um, uh, which is a great movie, by the way. <laughs> now, what, what made you decide, you know what, I really want to, I want to look into doing, you know, aquariums or, or what you yeah. do. Yeah, so originally it started with my cousin. He had his uh, fish tank that I went and saw at his place. And my brother had one too growing up, but I never was really interested in those. And I don't know, during this whole time, like right before covid I had seen these articles and pictures of these beautiful, like, landscaped designs in a fish tank. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, that's a fish tank? And so it was literally just right then and there, Andy, where I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it out. First one was, of course, a fail and a flop. But, you know, I just kept progressing. And it just became literally an obsession. And then literally by the fourth tank, I realized 
wow, this is looking good. And then by the fifth, and let me tell you though, these tanks I got rid of eventually, but just kept redesigning them and looking into different plants and stuff like that, lighting situations. And then ever since it just took off to this whole new level. And now I'm at this point where I literally turned it into a business here in Denver, right in the middle of COVID. But wow. it's something that I literally was not gonna let it stop me from doing because I literally can turn a glass box into something that's just stunningly visually that's just so pleasing to look at and it's yeah. fun to help people like justin when they ask questions i love to help them out because i know what it was like to have a tank that was you know that looked really bad and you want to fix it and you're panicking how to fix it and now it's come to this point where i create these ecosystems that just self-maintain themselves and it's easy maintenance and i just love it that's where i'm at now that that's the, that's actually a good point that you brought up is when you talk about panicking a lot of new fish keepers will panic you know, they, oh, they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll put in, you know, first off, I, you know, I, I was kind of one of these guys. I, I, I did this when I first got it. I, I got an aquarium and I got some fish the same day. And I mean, I got it. They were just little tiny, like little white minnow, white cloud minnows or nothing. Yeah. I mean, they weren't expensive or anything like that. They're, yes, they're still living creatures. But even the, hmm. the, the pet store guy was like, uh, so do you, you got the tank set up already or what? And I'm like, well, no, I'm going to buy it right now. And he's like. Yeah, I don't know about that. You're supposed to cycle your tank first. And I'm like, oh, pff, I'll be fine. And he's like, well, okay, fine. You know, he sold me the fish. But, you know, I didn't realize it at that time that the whole cycling process. And when I say cycling, yeah. I mean the nitrogen cycle. Can you explain a little bit about what cycling means for somebody who, who never even has done this before? Yeah, so I won't get too detailed to it because then it will just kind of – you know, go off the charts of this thing. But, you know, cycling a tank is starting the tank from when it has no beneficial bacteria in the tank. And so mm -hmm. the, the tank has to be able to sustain itself with, you know, the buildup of, of feces or fecal matter in the aquarium that the uh, bacteria in the water can take care of and sustain itself and actually be able to handle situations, you know, where people will fall into problems in their tank with algae and it, the list can go on and on. I don't want to get too into it on this type of tech talk because I want to be able to talk about like the real technology that I've used in this sure. hobby that has helped me a lot that we can literally use in your homes now, which are very beneficial. Well, well basic, basically, just real quick, is basically the whole cycle is you want to try to get it to the point where the tank can sustain itself with the beneficial bacteria eating up yes. all of the ammonia and the ammonia is caused by the fecal matter of the fish in mm -hmm. the in the tank. So it is a yes. it is a complete cycle. Okay, all right, cool. All right, yeah, and Broadway, you know, Broadway is it does chickens. He's got a chicken coop and creates an environment so I mean they can live longer. Does yeah. this do the so same thing? It's the same concept. Yeah, it's, it's the same concept. Yep. As far as keeping the fish keeping the fish li living yeah. longer. Right, your fish you, you, you talked about the, the you get the tank ready, it has to it has to create its own eco environment. So for chickens yeah. it's no different than what we call deep litter. We allow their feces to mix with pine shavings and then you kind of keep stacking that and it creates a compost that once the ammonia level gets to a point where you can actually smell it, you know now it's ready and it's it's at the point where you need to drag it out of the coop and you wow. start over. Oh, wow. So it's it's that's how. So this this crosses over from different hobbies then. Yeah. Yeah. It's the understanding of that. Now, when it comes to the technology of this, I mean, number yeah. one, we know you have to set it up. You have to do these things. How can right. technology help maintain uh, an aquarium or a, a fish world? Uh, how can it do all of that? The first thing I, w I would like to talk about is like definitely timers. I feel like these are really underrated type things. And especially with nowadays, they have these, you know, smart timers that you can control from, you know, anywhere in the world, which is amazing. And for me, it's, it, it's nice because if you're setting up a light, like this light behind me, it's a really fancy light and it gives off a lot of light. And if it's- It does, to a timer, <laughs> that's you, pretty bright in the background. <laughs> yeah, you can control how long that light is going and because you know if a light is on too long in a in a system like this you'll get a lot of algae buildup and it just goes crazy and then that's when you'll get you know new hobbyists that freak out and then you know that's the first thing i ask how long is the light on for and they're saying oh you know 10 or 11 hours oh like, you asked me that question ah, too gotcha. <laughs> yeah so that's the very first question i ask is how long is the light on for and the usual answer is like oh 10 or 11 hours and then it's like you have to shorten that photo period yeah. the light is on so like 
for me, that's worked really well. I'm sure you guys seen them. I even have it here. Have you guys see, you seen these, these uh, oh, the smart plugs? Smart yep. plugs? Mm-hmm. These are the best things that I've found that I can use for these systems. Cause and they're super cheap. Wi-Fi enabled. Yeah. So I even gave Justin the links on Amazon where I got them. And you can even find them at Home and, Depot, I think. For even and just to let you know, guys, $10. if you're listening, if you're listening to this show, you can find all of the links to all the products that Josh is recommending for aquariums. Yeah. You can find them on our website, techtalkradio.com. Sorry, We've Josh. got him under the link section there. Oh, yeah, no, didn't absolutely. mean to interrupt. No, and, oh, no, please. And honestly, yeah, these products, too, can be used for anything at home, too, because I use them in my home for other features, too, for my little girl, for her light in her bedroom. It has a timer on it. It's really fascinating, but that wise timer is really nice because you can program it from the time it goes on and then turns off. Is it now for, can... for our listeners that maybe aren't too tech savvy and they, they yeah. want to do something like what you're doing, is this uh, difficult for them to set up uh, on these these timers? I mean, I know we could probably do it, but could the average Joe Blow come in and, and be able to do that? Honestly, yeah. 100%, Andy. I Because, I, uh, you know, when you first set it up, it just asks you just to press the one button that's on the side of the timer, and then it connects to it via the Wi-Fi, and then, boom, it's connected, it updates, you name it, and then from there it shows you the list of, you know, the time options you want it on or off or – it's really cool. It has an easy on and off switch too. You can just literally turn it on and off without having to put a timer on it. Now, so that's one thing I recommend nice. too. That's it's a really cool little device. Let me ask you about this. So I have a a full spectrum uh, LED light, and uh-huh. it in itself it, it's not necessarily smart, but it's not just on off. I mean it. So if I were to unplug it, plug it back in, it doesn't turn itself on. Like I have to press a button to turn it on, and then it's oh, got right. three different modes. It's got white light. It's got white, red, and blue, and then it has red and blue. Now, right. with those type of lights, you really can't utilize a smart timer on that because of the fact that it needs a manual intervention to turn on that mode. Right. However, my light in particular has a, an ability to have a – it has a built-in timer. So I can set yeah. it to have full light at for you know a period of you know, 3, 4, 6, 12 hours, whatever I want. And, but the only problem is, is once that timer's up, it doesn't turn it off. It just turns it to the lowest setting. But uh, if, if somebody's got a light like that, I mean, is there anything that you can do in that case? Or do you just recommend buying a simple on-off light that would work with a smart plug? Uh, and it's kind of hard to answer because, you know, there's a lot of different lights for, you know, aquariums. And it's really hard to be able to know which one does which. Um, but, you know, for a situation like that, I would definitely do like... Uh, like your situation, just choose the lowest timer setting. And then if it goes to the lowest light, just leave it on the lowest light so that it just tries to prevent from anything, you know, building up in the tank. And then down the road, I'd recommend trying to doing a light that actually lets you do that, where you can actually adjust, you know, all the settings on it, which makes the difference for any system. Cool. So another thing I was looking at too, is I, I, where my aquarium is positioned, I have mine plugged into just a, a regular outlet with, it's a power strip on the regular outlet. But next to my outlet, on the other side of it, where I have my TV and everything plugged in, I have a battery backup. And I was thinking, maybe I should plug in everything into the battery backup. You know, and I, and I know that's, I mean, it's it's not super technical, like, you know, smart switches and all that. However, yeah. when it comes down to it, I mean, if we get a power outage, you know, to yeah. be able to keep the filter running for a, a couple hours or whatnot, yeah. What do you think about that? Like, I mean, do you think it's worth it to buy if you don't have already a battery backup system near your aquarium, especially with a with aquarium with with fish in it, not just an aquarium skate like landscape like you have, but like with actual right. fish? Do you recommend a battery backup system? You know, it's funny you say that because I was actually going to talk to you guys about that, like whole battery backups for like homes and stuff too. But now that we're talking about it, now we'll just get right into it. Um, so actually I was thinking about the same situation you're talking about, Justin, because sometimes I get, you know, power outages in my area right here. And I'm, I know I'm not too far from you. So we'll yeah. experience, you know, sometimes the same power outages. And it's like, what do you do about a fish tank that needs that filtration? Well, Cause it's pretty important, it's, right? I mean, how long yeah, can a fish important. survive without a filtration system? You know, it's, it's always back and forth where you'll hear, oh, they can go 48 hours or some say even only eight hours. Well, honestly, I think it depends on the type of fish you have. Mm. Um, so it's hard to say, you know, all of them. But I honestly think a safe uh, guide, I think, in my honest opinion, would be like eight to ten hours that they don't mm. need like a full filtration system moving. 
but if it's like tropical fish, then you might have a trou- uh, some trouble because of the fact that they need that warm water. And I don't know how much uh, the water heater the fish tank is. Yeah, if it gets too cold, it could be a, too much of a shock. But back to what you were saying about like power stuff, um, they do sell like USB power little air pumps and bubblers to at least keep the water agitated, Whoa. which is really cool. Okay. So you can just charge those and just throw it a little battery pack or something. Yeah. Have yeah, you have so you that's... found a lot of people during the pandemic have decided to suddenly like Justin just get in it's because it's from what I've been told it's very calming uh to be able to oh, have the fish. Yeah. Oh yeah. You just, it's nice cuz you you literally you know I don't I don't know when's the last time I watched the news which I think is really beneficial for anybody nowadays. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's stressful to watch that cuz you know it puts a lot of pressure on you and you're you're kind of constantly worried if you're going to get this thing that's out there and you know mm-hmm. and when you got a fish tank it's nice cuz it helps you know relax relax yourself if you got anxiety it helps you re- calm yourself collect yourself back to normal and being able to watch these fish just move about and then watching you know this whole like literally living system in front of you is really beneficial and when you got a tank like this behind you it's just something gorgeous it's just to look at and it's a lot better than hearing people ramble on tv about something that you know that's detrimental to us yeah know? yeah it helps get that break out there now, um, but, can you do the same thing using this technology for people who want to have sea turtles, uh, the small little turtles? Oh. I remember my friends always had those growing up, and I always wanted one, but my parents said no. They had a desert yeah. tortoise, so they wouldn't let me have those little sea turtles. Um, <laughs> can you do the same thing and use utilize technology technology to make that uh, a better environment for them? Yeah, you know, definitely, you know, with, like, timer-wise and then, like, power backup-wise. And that was the one thing I still wanted to talk to you guys about. Yeah. Like, have you guys heard of that company, uh, Goal Zero? Goal sure, Zero? No. 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 no? Yeah. You guys should look that up sometime. It's called – their company is called Goal Zero, literally G-O-A-L and then zero. All right. Goal Zero. And then they're a really big company on, like, power supply banks and stuff. So they have literally systems from, like – I think at like $150 all the way up to like $6,000. Huh. Oh, wow. They got solar. They got generators. Yeah. They got lights, yes. accessories, everything. Wow. Are they, is this the same company who makes Yeti? Because I noticed that their their product, they're calling yeah, it Yeti. Yeah, their products is called like Yeti, like 6,000X, like their biggest huh. model I think they got. And, you know, those are big power banks. And then they can literally run for literally out Ooh, the whole day. I, I could go on a whole hour talking about this thing right here. I do like it. Um, you can check their website out. That's a great, great, uh, goalzero.com. And yes. they have a lot of different products on but there. Now, how are you talking about this yeah. with, and you, you're asking, is this going to be sustainable to use within like aquarium you're talking about, right? Yeah. So literally what I'm, I'm mentioning this to you guys is because I'm looking forward to investing in one of these products right here in the mm. Goal Zero. And if you look at it, it's really cool because it has all this super power that's pumped into these power stations that it can literally run all my tanks here that I have or in a customer's home if they want to purchase something like that for the event of a power outage. But again, this is something that you can use in your own home because it can even has like um, supplies where you can hook it up to your own breakers in your own home and supply power to it. So if the power goes out, you have backup power. It's just a, it's just a really rugged UPS system. Yeah. Oh, I do yeah, like this team. Now, John, and, I was going to ask you real quick. You mentioned you you had aquariums back in Texas. What what kind of fish did you raise? Um, in our fish in uh, our freshwater, we had African cichlids, silver mm. dollars, um, uh, several other. Were you using real plants? Yes, always mm. real plants, and also in the saltwater, I had coral, and we also had a, a tiger shark. And an oh, angelfish, wow. and my <laughs> wife was stung by the angelfish because she she always thought it was cute to feed him the little <laughs> shrimp cubes with her fingers, yeah. and he came up and stuck it in her finger. And if you know anything about the angelfish, or I'm sorry, not the angelfish, the lionfish. I, was, I, I was gonna say angelfish. Well, yeah. What? <laughs> they don't sting. The lionfish. He stabbed her 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 her. Uh, it was her middle finger, I think, just at the cuticle, and oh my! Ouch. For t- three days. It lasts really? for three days, and the only thing to cure it is hot water. That's all oh, you can do for no. it is put your finger in hot water. Wow. <laughs> now, what, what is the most exotic fish you've ever seen, Joshua, that somebody has uh, wanted to have an aquarium for? Well, you know, Andy, it, with these tanks that I do, I don't really get to um, 
you know, experiment on like, like these super exotic fish that you want. Cause what my, my specialty is like these planted tanks. And a lot of those like nice, super exotic fish that you want, like one, one fish is called the biker or the, the, um, so it looks like a snake and this thing is, it gets like two and a half feet long or oh, bigger. wow. And, but that thing will tear up any plants and all that. So I don't, I don't deal with fish like that. I mean, no yeah. doubt they have a cool I had factor one of those. through the roof. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you had one probably? Yeah, I had one. It was very expensive. He ate all the plants. Yes. He also ate yes. all the fish. He was a vicious monster. <laughs> yeah, so Andy, like like you just said, those fish are meant to be just alone, and they're predatorial fish, so they'll eat other fish. I mean, that they're that's what they're meant to do in the wild. They eat other fish, yep. and plant-wise, if you want plants like this in a tank, even if it was a larger tank, it would destroy it. Hmm. So my my focus is on these nature aquariums where it's just a smaller type of fish. And the nicest fish that you'll get in a setup like with, through me is a discus fish. I don't know if you know what that is, but it's uh, like if you just hold out your hand, it's a fish that looks literally like a disc. And it can be a pretty large size fish. And then those fish, like you a look them up. Right? Yeah. And they're just beautiful colors. They have white, blue, red. I mean, you name it. They even have ones that have like a leopard type of print on them, but colorful. And they're just exotic looking fish. And those fish are high maintenance because they have to be in water. And a piku, right? A piku? No, that piku is like a fish that's really huge. <laughs> I think you can get massive. I had those too. <laughs> <laughs> And no, Josh. I want, I want to ask you before we get back into the technology of things. Um, when a, when yeah. a person approaches you and says, "Hey, you know, Josh, I want to, I want an aquarium," like, what are some of the questions that you ask them? Like, what kind of what like what kind of fish do you want to raise? How big of it? I mean, what kind of things do you go through the person with before you start planning out or even telling them, "Hey, I can't help you." Yeah, absolutely. So first thing, I let them know that this is a nature aquarium. So this has to be a certain type of fish and a certain type of range that I'll show them that they can choose. I'll let them choose the fish that they want, and then I base off my aquascapes, that they're called, off of that type of fish that they want. So if they want literally just small fish or if they have no idea what to go off of, I'll create just a stunning type of like mountain range or an island type of aquascape with plants that range from either easy or super hard. So the reason why I did was a discus tank. And so those fish require 82 degree water and some plants can't thrive in that water at all because it's too warm. Mm -hmm. so you have to go with certain different types of plants, but you can still create a stunning visual with that. So. All right, we got to take a quick break. We come back, Joshua Sanchez, uh, give us the name of your, your business again. And do you have a website that our listeners could check out? Yeah, so right now uh, it's Denver Aquarist and it's Aquascaping Designer. And I have just an Instagram and Facebook page right now, and I'm getting a website in the making right now. So. Very cool. We'll definitely pass it along, too. Can you hang with us? Because I've got a couple Absolutely. other questions about some of the technology. Te yeah, uh, the technology yes. can help somebody manage all of this. We'll be back with more of Tech Talk Radio. I'm yep. Andy Taylor. I'm Broadway. And I'm Justin. Find us on the web at techtalkradio.com. We'll be right back. Now, back to Tech Talk Radio. Hi, this is Adrienne Barbeau. You're listening to Tech Talk Radio, and you're going to learn a lot. Welcome back to Tech Talk Radio. I'm Broadway. I'm Andy Taylor. And I'm Justin. And we are talking with Joshua Sanchez, a.k.a. the Denver Aquarius. And we're talking about all things technology-related with aquariums. Again, aquariums are kind of something that people are getting into nowadays, uh, especially with COVID, being at home. And Joshua has a business where he sets up aquariums and uh, what, what did you call it? Not, a, not a aquariums. I mean, yeah, you do aquariums, but what was the other thing you called it again? Yeah, so it's called Nature Aquarium. We, we were talking about some different technologies. I know you brought up the um, yeah. like the smart plug, uh, but what other kind of things are out there that, that, that are technology-related that can help somebody who is could be an expert in aquariums or could be just getting started in aquariums? What other things do you recommend? Not only do they just help with aquariums, but also like in your own home for anything else. It doesn't even have to be an aquarium. So if you have no interest in it, I totally understand. But the technology that I use and some of the stuff can be used in your own home for all the stuff that I use can be used at home. So like the next thing we're going to talk about now is have you got, you know, so sometimes, you know, you get like power outages. Um, if you, you know, you overload your breaker in one part of the house, mm -hmm. one, half, one half of the house goes out. Mm -hmm. um, and then, or if like, let's say it's your kitchen, you know, the, the refrigerator goes out and that's the worst thing that can happen, you know, cause then you got all that food in there and it goes bad. Just went goes th I just went through that. You know yeah. I just oh, went no. through that myself. <laughs> yes. 
so Andy, I got something for you. So in my garage is where I keep like most of my fish tanks. Mm -hmm. And so they pull a lot of power. Sometimes if I put something else in there, then I know I'm pulling too much power because then the power gets dropped. But you know, the situation happened where I'm upstairs and I'm watching TV. Everything's fine. I think everything's fine and dandy, but I come to the garage and everything is off. Oh no. So all the filters and the lights are all off. And that's something that's a no, no in this hobby. Mm -hmm. So that could freak you out. And lucky I've gotten close calls by saving them by being able to just, you know, untrip the breaker. But I found this cool thing on Amazon It's the only place that I found it. And I could be wrong if it's the only device out there that works like this, but it's called my spool. So just M I S P O O L my spool. And it's kind of an expensive one, and I'm not sure if it's the only option out there, but it, it does work for what I need it for. Can you spell it I, one more it's time? It's like 60 bucks. It's like a spooler, like a, my M-Y-S-P-O-O-L uh, dot com. Yeah. Oh. And so on Amazon, you can get it through there or their actual website, but they have this cool device there. You plug it into the outlet, and, and then when the power trips from there, it can send you a text oh. message and an email. So it lets you know when the power is tripped. Okay, so, so for those of you who don't have a benefit. smart home, this would be a good thing to have. Yeah. So like I said, for me, it helps with the aquariums, but it can also help in someone's home because, you know, like I said, if the power goes out you, where you need it and let's say everything else is working fine. And that is no really idea, cool. This thing will let you know. So oh, really I love cool. this. So, so does it use like a – does it have like a mini battery inside and then does it have like – I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it uses some sort of a LTE signal to do this or what? Yeah. So you, you first plug it into the wall in the circuit area that you're trying to set it up in. So like myself, it's in the garage. So anything that trips in the garage, it'll turn off all the power. So I plug it to the outlet. And then when you set it up through the app on the website, it connects to it. And then as soon as it's connected, it's set. And then when the power goes out and the power is no longer registered to that. Ah, my school, okay. So it's server it'll side. Trip an alarm. Yeah. So oh, it'll let you know this. that the power is out. And that saved me in the middle of the night, like midnight where the power in the garage went out, but everywhere else in the house is on. Mm -hmm. so, Interesting. And I, and I have fish that need those heaters going. And then it let me know through text message and an email that the power went out. So all I had to do was come downstairs untrip the power, turn it back on, and it saved my fish from, you know, yeah. death. Also. Yeah, so, that's that's really, I'm really interesting. Frustrated. So, again, it's, it is server-based, so, server-side-based, server so it's not using, like, a cell phone signal to be able to send out the notification. It's using right, and, the, the, the data center oh, where you're registering at is using a heartbeat of sorts to detect that the device is still there, and when it can't detect the device is still there, then it triggers the alarm from the server side. Exactly. One gimmick though with that, with the my spool is it, if it's connected to the same, like let's say the circuit where your router and your Wi-Fi is, if that goes out, it, it can't send a signal. So it always has to mm. constantly have that Wi-Fi signal. So if that power gets lost to that, it, you'll never know. But for me, it's Oh, so it does require Wi-Fi. In the garage. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, then that's how it sends that signal out. Um, it, this would have been great for me when I had the fridge situation because we had a fridge that was severely needing a defrost to the point where we couldn't pull out the bottom tray. The ice was seriously at least five to six inches thick that oh had gathered goodness. around the bottom. And, and, you know, it'd leak for about three, four weeks. And we just, you know, would just clean it up and go, well, we got to fix it somehow. Yeah. It turns out it was just a, a, a plug in the back of the fridge. But the problem is it got to the point where it finally said, uh -uh, I'm not doing this anymore and kept blowing the GFI circuit. So we had someone come out and they said, Oh, we, we got to get rid of all this ice. They did. And when they left the circuit still tripped and we thought, okay, the fridge is bad. Um, but honestly, what it was is just that extra condensation. And after about a couple of days of it plugged into a non GFI somewhere else in the house, it took care of itself and we didn't have to buy a new fridge. But when I was at work, I'm freaking out thinking, what if the power is tripped to that GFI? I'm here. Are we going to lose all that food? Yeah. And I took a day off just to stay home with oh, the wow. fridge to see what <laughs> I could do with fridge. it. <laughs> I go keep turning it on to finally realize, wait, plug it into a non-GFI. This would have been a great product for any time you want to monitor, but especially if yeah. you have these nature aquariums. Now, another thing I was mentioning yes. during during pre-show, I was talking about what my, you know, my situation where 
I have my aquarium, and I have the Fluval, uh, which is a, a pretty popular brand of, of filtration systems. I have the Fluval uh, AquaClear 50, which is meant for a 50-gallon aquarium. I only have a 36, but it's better to have something a little bit bigger than smaller. Um, but so Absolutely. my filtration system, the problem with this filtration system is there, the basket that holds the filter in it, when it gets dirty and when it gets a little bit clogged, the basket naturally rises up and it can actually lift off the cover of the, fil fil the filter itself, which then leads to the water level in the filter going up and then it starts leaking all over the floor. Now, when I was first going through my setup, I was actually working one day. I was in the basement working. My, my aquarium's upstairs and uh, my wife comes running downstairs. She's like, Justin, Justin, you got to come up, check this out. Something's happening. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm there. And there was water all over the floor. And the power strip was right behind it. And I'm freaking out because I'm thinking, oh, my God, water and power doesn't quite mix. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I'm freaking out. And I'm, I, I, I yanked the plug out. I, uh, I immediately contacted Josh. I'm like, what's going on? You know, and he's like, oh, but you got to clean your filter. And I'm like, well, but I was told not to do anything for two months on it. And, and yeah, I mean, there's. Yes, there's kind of a thing where when you first set up a tank, you kind of want to let it do its thing. But I still have yeah. to kind of clean it every once in a while. But my point with technology is I'm thinking what I might do is take a, a smart home water leak sensor and drop it right behind the aquarium where the, where the filter is. And then have it set up with Home Assistant because I'm running Home Assistant. So if that water sensor goes off, have it. Uh, turn off the power to the aquarium via a smart switch that I might I have to buy a smart switch for it, but then turn off the power to the smart switch and then send me an alert on my phone saying, "Hey, your aquarium's leaking." That's that's kind of a cool like technology thing that I could do with it. And honestly, the Absolutely. water leak sensor and the smart plug probably would set me back forty bucks all in, in tops. All. Yeah, at tops. Yeah. And it would save yeah, yeah. a lot of heartache because being on a laminate floor, uh, water does not yeah. mix with laminate flooring very well. It would it would it would start to right. expand and destroy. So yeah, I kind of don't want to have to deal with that. So again, for the third time, I'm going to say I'm getting frustrated. Why are you getting Why? frustrated? <laughs> because you guys are making me think about stuff that I really enjoyed. I already have chickens that I'm trying to technology <laughs> equip. We know and you're going to get an aquarium, John. Just admit head. it. And so you know I'm going to go get an aquarium. I'm going to connect all of these um, technology things that are going through my head right now. I'm, I'm literally sitting here, Joshua, and, and sitting here going, you don't even understand how geeky me and Justin can get. We could turn you so nerdy that there's stuff that we can show you that you oh, have that's come to the dark side. To the fish was, tank. Because right now my head's spinning like, wait a second. They have apps. They do have the X device, the X controls. That's readily available. Just like yeah. you said, we could spend fifty, we could spend fifty to one hundred and fifty bucks per tank, and you could deck it out to where it'd be mobile, and it would tell you everything. If your water's leaking, your temperature's off. If your lights are on, if their lights are off, you could control all of that. I mean, now, cameras, cameras, cameras too. Do, 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 yeah, people cameras. asked about uh, installing cameras, cameras to to watch the. Aquariums when they're not near them? Yeah, they do sell that stuff. And I, I haven't installed them oh, personally. Oh, see. <laughs> because, do they, sell, look, do they actually sell underwater aquariums? Home. I don't need to watch them at work, okay? <laughs> yeah. Do they do they actually sell – I was kind of looking at this. Josh, you might know better than I do. Do they actually sell underwater cameras? Like you can actually put a Wi-Fi camera in water – I know a GoPro. I get it, John. But I'm like, I'm talking about like something that's actually made to be underwater forever. Do they make those? You know, I haven't really researched into it, but I know there is a company that literally is for the specific of aquarium hobby. It's called Felix, but it's pretty expensive setup because it even monitors like your like pH levels and your ammonia so, levels in the tank. And that's, that's what really I was just about to ask you. Setup. Okay, so so you got you, you got know, you got. There's a company out there that will do that for you that can actually set up where it can constantly monitor all of those yeah, critical it's a, it's levels. It's a device you put underneath your tank and put in the water, the probes, and it'll tell you when there's something wrong. It'll connect to your phone. Oh, so it's pretty wow. cool. It's like literally having like a me version, but underneath <laughs> your aquarium, just sending you alerts. It's pretty cool. That is cool. Well, and I was kind of wondering about that. You know, our smartphones are so connected to us. Um, and yes. we've talked about apps. Are there apps to help somebody plan out what they want to do or even maybe, like you say, control these features, but maybe even to design 
something what you would do uh, to come up with the really best situation for the the fish, depending on what they have? Uh, that's a great question, Andy, because there are a few places that are trying to come up with like a good app that like lets you like literally visualize your tank with mm-hmm. plants or with fish and tells you if it'll be compatible, which is really cool because nowadays, and especially with quarantine, people just get a tank. They just buy whatever and throw it in the tank and then not even realizing they have predator fish with tropical nice fish or something. Mm -hmm. And then before you know you wake up, you have a bloodbath of shredded pieces of each other everywhere. Oh, my gosh. It's awful. It's almost there. It's an industry that's growing. And and that's just me seeing if there is something out there. And there probably is. I just haven't found it yet or it's just not that popular yet to the public, which I feel like should be because, you know, fish – can be mistreated pretty bad because everyone just thinks it's just a fish and oh well. But you know, I feel like I'm obsessive with fish and I always try to help these things because I got no voices. So. All right, we got it. We got to take another break. We're learning a lot here. Uh, we'll be back with more of Tech Talk Radio, more products that you can learn about that can not only help you in your aquariums, but but other fun stuff that you could you could certainly use around the house. Find Josh at the Denver Aquarist on Facebook or on Instagram, Denver underscore Aquarist, and find us on Twitter, Tech Talk Radio. We'll be right back. And now, back to Tech Talk Radio. Welcome back to Tech Talk Radio. I'm Justin Lemmy. I'm Broadway. And I'm Andy Taylor. Man, we are, we've got so many cool products to tell you about, all with the help of our buddy Joshua Sanchez. I do want to say one thing about fish. And when you go to buy, so people say, you know, people might think, okay, I'm going to buy a fish. I'm going to go to PetSmart or I'm going to go to Petco or whatever. Or even Walmart. Or Walmart or wherever their local, you know, place they can buy that kind of stuff. I have to give a shout out to the local fish store people, uh, people that run mom and and pop fish stores. Because yes. and I'm not trying 100%. to discount I'm not trying to discount the big box stores because the big box stores and I and I, I saw this on a video I was watching on YouTube. I believe it was KG Tropicals uh, was the channel on YouTube. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he mentioned he's like, look, I'm not going to bash big fish stores or big, big pet stores yeah. because they're bringing in a lot of people into the hobby. However, oh, yeah. going to a local fish store. And speaking of what Josh was just saying, people just buy a fish and they just throw it in there. If you go to a good fish store with people that are knowledgeable, they're going to ask you first off, okay, is this a, is this, is this your first fish? Are you adding this fish to something? Okay. What do you have? What do you currently have in your fish tank? They're going to help you make sure that you don't make that mistake. So please make sure to visit your local fish stores and get to know them. And I, I got one up here. I went to a couple different times, and the first couple times I was up there, I'm, I'm not going to mention their name, but uh, the first couple of times I kind of felt a little bit awkward. They didn't really, they kind of gave me a cold shoulder. But the last couple of times I've been in there, they're like, oh, hey, welcome back. You know, like they know me now. And so they're at, yeah. able to help me, like, hey, how's George doing? You know, that's one of my cichlids. You know, how's George and Coco doing? <laughs> you know, and, 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 you know, so it's, it's cool because they recognize you and they, and they get to know you. Yeah. So don't discount the big box Absolutely. stores, but, but definitely give some love to your local fish stores. Now, for our listeners, uh, Joshua, that want to use your services, uh, obviously they would need to be in Denver, the Denver area. Can they also reach yes. out to you for advice? Uh, is this... Is this also something you can do if they're outside of that area? Yes. And that's one thing I love to do, Andy, is help people. Because that's one thing that is just so beautiful about this hobby is, you know, everyone that tries to help each other. And, you know, you know, you get on Facebook groups, but there's always those trolls that have to be that guy that Mm -hmm. that just want to down, just yell at you for what you're doing wrong. But I'm that guy that wants to help you out. So if you ever have questions, please reach out to me on Facebook. You'll see me there. And I have an Instagram page. What was that again? Can you go ahead and throw those out there again? Yep. It's Denver Aquarist. And that's it. And so Instagram is Denver underscore Aquarist. And you'll find me on there. And just shoot me a message. And yes, I, I am busy, but I will get to you. And I will help you. I literally take every single person that talks to me very serious as if I was setting up a tank in their home. So it's like having like your own personal assistant right there. And if you have a question, I will get to you. It may take an hour or two, but I try to be as responsive as I can. And that's Denver Aquarist? Yeah, Denver Aquarist. Did you hear the story about them finding, uh, I want to say it was a six foot long uh, goldfish recently in a lake. 
And, what? Uh, yeah. I saw that. <laughs> what? How is that possible? That's one thing that one thing I do not like about the industry where they sell goldfish as like just a easy pet to take care of. Like, no, that's oh, a commitment. That they are one of the most difficult I have goldfish upstairs that can have a lifespan of twenty years. Okay, it's no joke. <laughs> what? Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> yes, they have a lifespan up to twenty years. It's gonna be with me for a while oh wow yeah. that wow is, that is amazing because I, I always thought of goldfish as a way to teach kids about death because because i could never get them to <laughs> well, last no, because, long that's because you can't care for them properly because no goldfish goldfish they I, when i was looking into fish yes. and and josh you can you can probably attest to this goldfish are one of the most oh, yeah. difficult fishes to take care of because they produce so much waste and so much ammonia yes. and a lot of people just think oh i'm just gonna buy a little bowl Put in a goldfish in there, yeah. it'll be fine. That's no, what I they need. They need more filtration than anything. Oh yeah, exactly. Just like Justin said, and goldfish are hard to take care. Of. I want. I don't want to, you know, push people away. Don't get me wrong. Goldfish are beautiful. They can get big, so that's not a fish you just buy just for, you know, a year or two. No, this fish is gonna grow with you and probably live a long time with, outlast long your dog, depending on how old he is. So, wow, yeah. I had no so idea. Yeah, goldfish are yeah, not. Yeah. Sure. All the listeners, if you're if you're getting into it, do your research on the fish, okay? And it, I know we all make the mistake where we buy a fish because it looks really cool, but you really have to make sure you accommodate it for when it gets bigger. The thing's going to grow. It ain't going to – there's I no cannot, such thing as it grows to the tank size. It'll get bigger than it is. I cannot say that enough, what Josh just said right there. Do your research. Okay. And I know that I didn't do my research when I first got my tank, but the moment I got – into it and i got the 36 gallon <laughs> i've been watching so many videos like literally after this recording i'm gonna go to youtube and i'm just gonna watch some fish videos and a lot of it and i, I want to give a shout out to a channel that i really do like is kg tropicals i like to watch their yep. videos because they teach me so much stuff about being oh, cool. an aquarius and being somebody who's keeping fish and you got to do your research. You got to know what type of fish you can have, what to feed them, how often to feed them, how when to do your water changes, you know, when to do your water testing. I mean, it's it's a hobby. It's not just something that you can just set up and be I like, "All right, there it is." <laughs> is it, is what? it what? I hate you. What? Why? 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 What's what's all the anger there, Broadway? Because y'all He know just ordered I'm a fish tank, didn't he? With mama, and now I'm going to want to spend more money on more stuff and I can't. <laughs> You know I love fish. Like I, y'all totally made me forget about them because I got my chickens. But now I want to combine my chicken technology and my fish technology, and have all of it on my like. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you're now, welcome, John. Now you're gonna hate me even more, Broadway, because I got something pretty cool that I use too. That oh, you okay. might like even all right. for your chickens here. All right, let's hear it. So, so I have it right here in my hand. It's called Goove. It's G O O V E. G-O-V-E-E. Goo. Okay, goo. G-O-O-V-E. It's hand size. You see that? It's, yeah. It fits in your hand. So this thing you can just set up anywhere in your home. So what the cool thing is about this? This, is, this one specifically is the Goof uh, therm, uh, thermostat and uh, humidity checker. Oh, my so, gosh. <laughs> so listen. This is so, so cool. In my case, yep, I yep, use John's this in gone. my garage because <laughs> a Broadway you can't leave now. <laughs> He's gone. He's gone. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna get his credit card. <laughs> wow. All right, now so what listen, what does this product Andy, do? Justin, so this thing, yeah, so this thing is Wi-Fi control. They have two different ones too. So on Amazon, I think it's around like $37.99, I believe. So not very expensive. There's a Bluetooth version and a Wi-Fi version. Of course, I chose for the Wi-Fi version so I can just check any time during the day. But what's cool about this is it lets you know the temperature in a specific area or your room or wherever you want it and the humidity. So that's a huge thing for me in my garage because I have literally one, two, three, four, six tanks in this garage. Wow. So the humidity, I have to keep an eye on that because, you know, humidity in such an area can cause mold buildup in the corners yep. of walls and stuff yep. like that. So that's something you can check literally through your phone. You can tap into it, see the regular temperatures through the week to make see what it's like. And this is in my garage. Can you spell that one more like time? My garage. That's G-O-V-E-E dot com. And I'm on their website. Uh, our listeners can take a look at the website. They make a line of products, but the product you're looking for is the Wi-Fi Temperature Humidity Sensor. Uh, mm. And it sells for about uh, just a little under $33. Uh, and it's uh, it's got all kinds of great features on this. This is really a yeah. cool product. 
Yes, this is that's it actually is. really it, cool. It, that, besides just the fish hobby that I use it for just the garage, but you can use this like in your home, like upstairs or in a spare bedroom or something. If you need to check like the temperature in an area, if you're not sure if it's getting heat or if you're experiencing heat loss in your place, you can really find out if it's one specific, specific room and see what the fluctuating temperature is. So it's really cool. So, and, but for me, it just benefits me tremendously with the humidity and the thermometer, the, the temperature I in the I really room. don't like this guy. I really <laughs> do not like the guy that Justin brings. I've walked Broadway, away protests. And this is good for your chickens. I, I know your chickens have to be a certain temperature too, so that can let you know I, during if, the week. I literally oh. show my wife right now this wireless <laughs> temperature. Is that where you got up? You got up and left. You went to go show her? Just you sit. No, I was going. I, I literally walked right out and was disgusted. So I was breathing heavy <laughs> for a second. I know what I'm supposed to do when I get t- triggered. And and then I looked at my wife and I'm sitting there thinking they have literally these these um, intrinsically. I mean they're very clean, but they're also intrinsic. So I can hang one of these in the coop and not worry about chicken yes. feces getting all over. Yeah. It, and yep. it will still literally, operate on the wall. Yeah. We're using traditional old. Just you know yeah. the regular tip dials that you have to and look we're at. Pointing yeah, our, yeah, we're pointing the camera, the digital camera, to it, the Wi-Fi camera, straight to it to try to be able to read it, and you can't read it. Yeah. So yeah, if I already have Wi-Fi those. that reaches down there, this device would connect. Yeah. to the, Oh my gosh, yep. you guys. All right, gosh. so so let's let's make John but it, even but matter. It's expensive. That's why that's why I tell you about it because it's it's a good product that I think anybody can use for whatever situation it may be. But for me, of course, in this hobby, it benefits for this specific one but for you for your chickens that's a great opportunity to use or if you got heat loss and you can't figure out where it's at you can put it in different rooms it doesn't matter and it just tells you the temperature right off the bat so, when you log into the app really josh cool. let's make let's make john even matter what's next on your list of cool things for tech oh i'm just getting, i'm just getting started <laughs> oh here we go <laughs> so he already talked about cameras but i'm sure you guys heard and this is just one of them that i had ripped off the wall but you know these wise, the wise cameras cam. oh yeah i'm yeah. sure you've heard i of got them. four of them i don't know if you're using them now okay see and i have one that's a rotational yep. one too got one of that's those a great option does and wise does wise know. make an outdoor camera they do they, they do, do now all yes. right yes they just released it really a few cool, months ago. Because these cameras are, you know, I'm sure you know, but they're, they're Wi-Fi. No subscription is needed. And all you got to do if you want to record video is just pop in an SD card. That's it. And this thing's ready to go. Start recording. It's so now, cool. It should be noted, they do offer a subscription service. I think it's like $3.99 right. a year yes. or something like yeah. that per camera. Yes. They do offer a cloud backup. So if you don't want to put SD cards in, you can get a cloud mm-hmm. subscription and it's super cheap. We got to take another break. We've been learning a lot today, um, but we will be back and we will wrap up the show. That's coming up. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash tech talkers. We'll be right back. And now back to tech talk radio. Welcome back to Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Broadway. And I'm Justin Lemmy. We're talking with Joshua Sanchez, the Denver Aquarius. Now, Josh, what is the one thing that you want everybody to know about if they're going to get into the aquarium hobby? I would say a power strip and not just any type of power strip, but I have one. It's called ADJ on Amazon. You can find it and it's pretty cool. It has rocker switches on it, so you can literally turn the switches on and off which is really beneficial for any anything from any hobby, from my hobby to in-home. It's a smart switch. Computer, is it also smart too? Yeah, actually, no, but they're not smart switches, but it's really cool. So if you don't want power to a certain device, you can turn okay. it off. It's and almost like cool a, a, a lot of guitar, like a power conditioner. Uh-huh. Really? I mean, it's a, yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's really cool. And I have them set up on all my tanks, but in home, if you have a theater system, you can throw in all your get, cool gimmicks on there label them on the side and you can literally power supply on and off to that certain device or if you don't want it running at all you can turn it off without having to touch an outlet at all so nice it's really cool to look into and adj actually stands for american dj and some of my friends that do mobile yes. dj work use these because you could plug a cd player yes. laptop mm-hmm. you know uh, all your devices you would use as a mobile dj in this but this works good for an aquarium type of setup where you need certain things powered, you're you're good to go. And they're inexpensive. Yeah, this was like 38 bucks. It's not bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, not bad at all. It's really cool. And I have like six of them, and they're awesome. 
you had a couple of questions for us too. Um, I know you guys are more like computer tech wise, but I'm looking for a computer that can like handle because I'm trying to make more videos on what I do. And right mm -hmm. now I'm using a Microsoft Surface Pro. Which mm -hmm. Oh, that's a good, it's a great computer. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like sometimes I don't know if it can handle all the workload that I got because I record a video that's like 40 minutes and doing the editing, it seems like it slows it down. And it's like, I don't know what kind of computer can process such data like that when are I- you, Are you plugging it in while you're doing the processing? Yeah. Yeah. You leave it plugged in? Because that'd be the only thing that you mm -hmm. can do to make it faster. Yeah, video production, you're going to want something a little bit more powerful, I would I would assume. Actually, it's surprising. Uh, with the processors on the market, you have the i3. We're talking Intel. You have the i3, the i5, and the i7. Right. Surprisingly, a lot of people have found, while the i7 is very popular, very powerful, the i5 was better in handling some video editing skills. So, so when you needed... Uh, to be able to work with a larger files, which is what you're going to work with with editing. But then the thing is, this, well, yeah. what do I edit with? Um, and some people forget, uh, yeah, there are some free, and you know, we're supposed to mention all the free products, but honestly, uh, Premiere Pro CC, which is available from Adobe, is a great video editing suite if you're sticking yeah. in, the, in the PC world. And you can do it monthly. So if you say, listen, yeah. I'm going to do videos, if it's going to generate some income, you know, by doing the videos, they'll give you all the tools to to make it really happen. And again, there are some free sources out there, but if you want it to be as easy as possible, uh, you can get yourself a good computer with a lot of memory, uh, 32 gigabytes of memory, an SSD hard drive, and uh, use that, that editing software. You're, you're going to be pretty pleased with it. You don't have to have the best graphics card for doing nope. video editing. Nope. Right. You don't have to have the best sound card. Yep. You know, um, the Surface does have some good features. Oh, yeah. I and love the Surface. Broadway's right. suggestion of keeping it plugged in while you're using it. But, again, you're going to you're gonna run into that storage issue because, again, video, especially 40 minutes right. of video, it's going to chew yeah. up a chunk. You also, yep. also, you don't, depending, you're going to be putting this on YouTube is what you're thinking of. You yeah. don't you don't have yeah. to go 1920. You could actually yeah. shoot 720, and the quality really? is still going to look good. Because people, most of the people are watching okay. stuff on YouTube or watching on their devices. Or they're going to be watching, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, and they're yeah. not. 720 is a standard. It's good. Yeah, it's, it's still 720. Yeah. yeah. The takeaway on this, somebody that wants to get into this uh, as a hobby, they want to, uh, you know, bring a little uh, excitement and, you know, calmness into their life by taking care of fish and other aquatics. Um, this is a pretty good hobby to get into. And it does it require a lot of uh, a lot of cash to get into it? You know, it, you can get set up with a whole system for pretty inexpensive. You go to your local fish store, and they can get you a whole system probably for under 100 bucks, which is great to start. And then when you want to progress it, you just progress it. But if you're going to be an obsessive maniac like me, then you keep going, you, you end up spilling out more money. Uh -huh. <laughs> the fancier you get, you know, 100 bucks can go a long way. Yes, and, and I, I can attest to that. But yes, it is like any hobby. You can get started for inexpensive, but once you get into it and you start enjoying it, you are going to spend so much money, just like any other hobby. <laughs> I'm not saying this is more expensive than anything else, but it's just like any other hobby. You're going to spend money. I love it. What do you do if you I have cats like around? Attacking me personally. Yeah. <laughs> what do you well, do if you have cats around? <laughs> I've got two cats right here, and they don't even know we have fish. They really? don't even care. Yeah, that's yeah. good. I like that. Joshua, I want to yeah, thank got, you so much for coming on with us. And I'm I'm hoping you'll be able to spend some time with us again. And, you know, we all kind of set up a challenge for us all. Broadway has already connected us with, with somebody as well. We're going to pursue that as well. And I know Sean is coming up with something on how we could find these hobbies taking care of pets, whether they be fish, chickens, cats, the whole bit. And we can go ahead and do this. So I definitely want to thank you for coming on the show. Absolutely. Well, I thank you guys so much for the time, guys. I appreciate it. One more time, I just want to mention it's the Denver Aquarist on Facebook or Denver underscore Aquarist on Instagram. Go follow him. Yes. And if you have any questions, you can always hit him up. And take thank a look, you, Josh. Take a look at the links on our website as well at techtalkradio.com for all the different products we talked about. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Broadway. And I'm Justin. Thank you for tuning in. Have yourselves a great week. We'll see you next time.